Today, we're looking back at the Bears versus USC. Talk about what happened and why it happened. And it's coming up right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback and radio color analyst. Today, we're talking about Cal versus USC. The game last Saturday down in the Memorial Coliseum down in L.A., Kind of a new look for USC, new head coach Lincoln Riley, all the new dudes that they got in the offseason in the NIL, uh, and the transfers in from the transfer portal. And so that's exactly what I was talking about in my podcast last week, about being able to get dudes in, get them on campus, get them playing for it. USC is absolutely loaded in terms of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They have guys that came in that transferred in to back up that were really good football players on their perspective teams. And so we didn't even see their full bevy of players. Uh, Jordan Addison did not play, who was the Blitnikoff Award winner from last year. I don't believe we saw Mario Williams, uh, another stud receiver. So we saw a lot of really, really good football players out there on Saturday, but we didn't see the whole plethora of athletes that they have that have transferred in this year. So USC, a very good football team. And Cal gave them a run for their money. Cal started off the game with an opening drive that was incredibly efficient offensively. We are not used to seeing that out of the Bears this year, but they did it through screens. Did a nice job running screens out there, quick receiver screen to the outside. Jack Plummer was really accurate, was really good, really efficient uh, on throws that were coming off on time. We talk with Coach Wilcox every week, and you know that magic number is 2.7 seconds. If you can give your quarterback 2.7 seconds of clean pocket, he can make a ton of throws down the field, and he can feel pretty comfortable back there. And early on, he was throwing in under that. He was throwing in under two seconds oftentimes, uh, but he would hit his third step and throw from shotgun. He was on target, on time, and everything looked pretty nice. And... Then, of course, Jay Knott was phenomenal. Jay Knott had a couple good runs, uh, offensive line with some misdirection, with some tendency breakers in the playbook, uh, got some big yards on the initial drive, and then the final run for the touchdown, he essentially blocked for himself. There's penetration in the backfield, jump cut one way. As he got into the hole, linebacker closed on him, jump cut another way. Got to the next level, a DB came in, jump cut again, and then went to the end zone. So Jay Knott made the play himself. Pretty phenomenal run by him to get in the end zone on that play. So that was the first drive. The problem is that was it. And then seven more drives, the Bears weren't able to put the ball in the end zone or get the field goal. Now, one of them, they went for it on fourth down instead of going for the points for the field goal. But Nonetheless, they were unable to convert on anything for the next seven drives, which is tough, and it leaves your defense kind of hanging out there. Cal's defense, and we'll speak to Coach Wilcox, as a matter of fact, coming up pretty soon here. We'll talk about both offense and defense. But Cal's defense played really well in this game, uh, especially uh, when it needed to in, in that time where Cal was not putting balls in the end zone, where, where the Bears were not able to sustain drives. I think – most of those drives, the seven drives that we talked about, were three or four play drives where they were on and off the field. And so it's tough for a defense when you don't give them a break, when you don't get them off the field, when you're not clearing some time for them to recuperate to be really successful. But an interesting stat I thought, and I read at the end of the game, is that 
Cal made USC punt six times in this game. Up until this game, USC had only punted 18 times all year. And so Cal tallied up a total of one-third of their total punts for the season. It's kind of a weird stat, but it's a great stat. And the fact that the defense was getting it done, they were they were stopping USC with all those dudes, doing a very nice job of getting them off the field, which should have given the offense a chance. I think the biggest turning point in the game was right before halftime. Bears had the ball. They were driving into USC territory, into the red zone. And they had a chance to get a first down or come away with points. And they were unable to get the first down. They went for it on fourth down, and they threw the incomplete pass. They had control of the game. Instead, they turn it over on downs. USC goes down and scores. Then Cal comes back out. They try to get one really quick. And first play, throw an interception. Now, I called on the radio. There was definitely holding on that play. But it was an interception. And SC then takes that down, and they score with it. It becomes a very intimidating number. Not insurmountable by any means, but definitely an intimidating number. You feel like you're always trying to dig out of the hole and the water just keeps filling it in. And so that was a huge turn of events. That was on, by the way, that score was on the first play of the second half for USC, or excuse me, the first drive of the second half for USC. But they were able to score and get, you know, that three, three score deficit. And that's huge. And that is a huge deficit to overcome, huge for Cal uh, when they were not really firing very well on offense when they weren't getting it done on offense. Uh, and then the fourth quarter rolls around, and all of a sudden the Bears get a touchdown. They come back and they sneak an onside kick, and they get the onside kick, which was great. You steal a possession right there. So there's a 14-point swing. They go down, they score a touchdown again, and Bears start climbing back into this game. In the end, the good offensive output in the fourth quarter, a huge part of that was that SC was changing up what they did. A huge part of it was that Cal was getting the ball out on time, making sure the ball was coming out on time so Plummer didn't have to hold it for very long. And then Jack Plummer made some plays with his legs as well, getting outside of the pocket, finding open guys on big downs. And so overall, I thought Jack Plummer played pretty courageously in this game. I thought he took some shots. It was either four or five sacks on the night. So he took some shots, but he played pretty well overall at that quarterback position, threw some really nice balls during this game, made some great reads. The interception, as I said, he threw a lollipop out there thinking he was going to give his guy a chance. I think there may have been a miscommunication on the on the route or a or a, an assignment problem on the route too because you ended up with two receivers in the same place, which brought the safety there. Uh, but there was a hold by USC as well. So um, – that's one of those, you wish he had that throwback, but he was trying to give his guy a chance to make a play on the ball. So defensively, uh, one of the big things, the Bears could never really break serve when they needed to because the offense wasn't responding earlier when, when Cal was getting the stops on defense. And then when Cal was scoring some points, they got the ball back, they stole a possession, but then the defense could never quite get that final stop to get Cal within striking distance uh, to get up in points. And so that was tough. Defense played hard all game long. They had a hard time getting Caleb Williams on the ground. And so that was a huge issue. 
and everybody's had a hard time getting him on the ground this year. He's really elusive. He can make you miss in a phone booth. I really like him as a quarterback watching his game film. I really, I think he is probably the cream of the crop of quarterbacks in our conference. Just the moxie that he plays with, his reads, his arm strength, his physical tools, kind of the whole nine yards. And we've got some really, really good quarterbacks in the conference this year. I think Caleb Williams is probably the top of that pile, but they're all pretty good. And so hard to get him down. Some of the speed on USC's offense showed up. They ran – the Bears have to play man coverage. I think you have to play good defense. At some point, you have to be able to play man coverage anywhere. And that's just the nature of the beast because you have to get more guys into the box to stop the run and force them to throw the ball. But then your man coverage has to hold up when you do that. You've got to be able to pressure to on, on third and long. You've got to try to force them into situations where they're, the offense is uncomfortable. And so you have to play some man. And when you do that, your man coverage has to hold up. Well, when you're playing dudes like SC has, super fast dudes, it's even harder. And I think that speed showed up. I think they had the edge in speed at times, not all the time, but at times. And so I think that showed up, and that helped SC. Uh, and again, Caleb Williams is kind of a difference maker in and of himself, making some great throws when he knew he had penalties, taking some shots down the field. And then just the offense, Lincoln Riley, they don't do a ton on offense, but what they do, they do very well, and there's an answer for almost everything in their system. And so to force six punts, I thought was huge. Not being able to convert, not being able to break serve was tough. And so Bears trailed kind of all game long after that initial touchdown. You know, after, after SC went up, Bears were just trying to fight back from behind. And again, that three-touchdown swing right before halftime and right after halftime, I think, was a huge deficit that would just prove too much to, to overcome. But all that said, right now, let's talk to Coach Wilcox uh, after an opportunity to watch film and get his thoughts on the game. Joining me now, head coach Justin Wilcox. And coach, you guys gave him a fight right up until the final gun this last Saturday night. Tell me, after looking at film, your thoughts on the game. Um, uh, again, I thought the guys were com competitive and played really hard. Um, you know, the uh, <clears throat> defensively, um, you know, we, we knew they had some good players, but, uh, you know, especially in the first half, I thought, Early in the first half, we were battling and made some good plays, forced some, you know, three punts, I think. And then uh, the end of the half uh, gave up a drive that uh, was pivotal, uh, you know, that uh, the interception and then the touchdown at the end of the half were, uh, you know, that was tough to, to come back from. On the third quarter, we had a chance to get a stop um, defensively, missed a tackle on a tunnel screen, and it went the distance. Um I thought our rushers did a much better job. We got to the quarterback. We just didn't finish and getting them on the ground. Um, so we knew that would be a challenge. But uh, in a game like that, we had some opportunities to make negative plays and get the QB on the ground, and we didn't. And then uh, we missed some perimeter tackles uh, in the screen game that hurt us. Offensively, started out great with the first drive, a touchdown, which was huge. But then the, I think we had seven in a row where we didn't – get points. Uh, we had a fourth and two at the, you know, kind of maybe three or four minutes to go in the half, didn't convert. Uh, and then we stopped him on D, got the ball back and threw the interception, proved costly. And then the first drive of the second half, the third and one, not getting the first down was, 
wasn't good. Now we finished the game very strong, you know, with three touchdown drives to finish. Um, so I love the way that the guys keep kept competing. And, you know, we got the onside kick, which gave us some momentum and went down and got a score out of that. But at the end of the day, we needed to make a couple more perimeter tackles. We need to finish on the quarterback on defense. And then somewhere in the middle of the game, we, you know, the, offensively, we have to produce some points and we can't throw the, or can't turn the ball over at the end of the half like that. And that's the way we always kind of talk about that, right? It's a couple of plays during the game, five to eight plays that make the huge difference in the game. If you get a stop, you get, you know, an interception's big, a sack would be big. If the offense can drive it and score, it's big. Uh, was a big part of what happened in the fourth quarter, A, what they were doing on defense, obviously, but you made like it was musical chairs on the offensive line towards the end of the game. Talk about the new faces that we saw out there and how they helped, how they contributed. Did that affect what happened on offense? Um, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to to judge. We, we uh, had injuries during the game. You know, Ben Coleman got dinged up. I mean, a bunch of the old linemen got dinged up, to be honest with you. Um, and so a lot of guys came in and some new guys were playing. Everett Johnson played. Ender played a lot. He, we planned on playing him more this game. Jackson Brown got in there. Uh, so just a number of guys that were playing uh, that hadn't played much and competed hard. And, uh, you know, I thought Jack threw the ball well, threw some really nice passes, and the receivers made some big plays on it. And Jaden did his thing. <clears throat> so we got we to find ways to continue to get the ball to our skill players uh, and create some isolations for them to make some one-on-one -on -one Your skill guys were really good. As I went through it at the end of the game, as we talked, they were like, six or seven receivers that all had five or six catches. There are a bunch of dudes that had a bunch of catches that really contributed on offense this game. Yeah, we, we have good players there. I mean, we've been talking about that since fall camp, I think, you know, those, that wideout group is talented and uh, we know that Jade not uh, is a special player as well. And Jack can throw. So we just got to find ways to utilize their skills and <clears throat> get those guys, the ball and spread it around defensively you talked about it you know forcing the three punts in that first half but you you forced more punts a third of their entire punts for the season in one game so defensively obviously you had their number a little bit what were you doing differently to force that um I think you know shoot I thought it was a, a good plan um like by, by Pete and AB and the defensive staff and you know really trying to make them make it difficult on them and not give them the big explosive plays and um you know, they have a lot of speed and the quarterback uh, is a special player. And um, we did, I thought we rushed much better. I mean, our rushers got to the quarterback. We just couldn't get him on the ground enough. And then, you know, when we did have a free rusher at times, you know, he was able to get the ball out or make somebody miss and, and get rid of it. But, uh, um, you know, I thought the guys competed hard against some new faces. Uh, Tyson McWilliams battled. Uh, Miles Williams played the entire game at nickel hadn't really played much this year. And I thought he battled and, um, you know, I think Craig Woodson continues to play better and better. I think Craig's having a good season. Uh, we, we got to make a few more of those perimeter plays and, and negative plays when we have a chance though. Uh, so talk to me about the fourth quarter. What were you guys doing differently in the fourth quarter on offense? What was, what was happening that the offense was able to break off 21 points? You know, Mike, I wish I had just a, a better answer. We just, threw it and caught it. We blocked better. And I mean, the execution of the individual plays were much better. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, there's not a, it's not one thing. It just kind of overall was better football. So we need to do that a lot more often. We got to do that in the middle of the game. Yeah. And it strikes me that Jack's tempo was up a little bit, ball coming out a little bit quicker, right? Throwing on time, getting it before they could get to him as well. 
when I watched Caleb Williams on film coming into this game, he is, in my opinion, one of the best that I've seen in college football in a long, long time, just with his moxie, the way he carried himself, the way he made throws that you just don't see guys make very often. What was your impression of him when, when you played him in the week and, and watching film? Yeah, um, very talented guy. He's, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a reason um, he was so sought after out of high school. And then when he transferred, um, he's, uh, he's a very good athlete and he's really strong, you know, so even when people get their hands on him, he's kind of tough to bring down. The arm talent is really unique. Um, and he's, he plays with really good, uh, a calm demeanor, nothing much, you know, phases him. So he is a very good player. Um, and, uh, that's who you want to play against. You want to play against the best and he is, he's one of the best for sure. And, um, you know, I, again, there's a, a reason there's so much, uh, I guess, talk and hype, uh, around him. Cause he's, he's that good. Yeah. And it just, you know, there's certain guys that you look at just carry themselves with that moxie, right? You can see it. Mahomes being one of those dudes. He's one of those dudes who just carries himself with that moxie. Like he expects to make every single play. And that shows up on film. And when it shows up on film, that means there's a whole bunch of it. <laughs> so, and having dudes to throw to helps as well. Talk about your guys. Talk about some of the young kids. Jackson Brown, obviously a San Ramon Valley um, guy, freshman. Now we're inside of that four-game redshirt rule. You can start to see some of these guys. How do some of the younger players look as they stepped onto the field in this game? I was proud of Jackson for getting in there and competing like he did, you know, thrown into the fire uh, down there at the Coliseum. And he did a, he did a good job. He's still got a, a long way to go, and he's going to get a lot better. But – um, you know, he, he went in there and competed, um, again, Ender Aguilar, another guy, uh, that gave, gave us great effort. We know the young receivers and the young running back, what they, what he, what they've been doing. I thought, again, the guys on defense, especially in the secondary where we were a little banged up, um, Tyson Mc, uh, McWilliams and Miles Williams, both those guys gave us some, gave us great effort. And also on special teams, we had some guys on special teams, Hunter Barth made a huge play, uh, couple guys on kickoff uh dj and kj both made plays on kickoff and punt so it was good to see some of those younger guys uh making some things happen at this point of the season obviously the bears uh, frustrated felt they'd be playing better than they are but you have to win on the line to win one of the bright spots if you can say that for the bears is they got a ton of young offensive linemen in the game we saw true freshman jackson brown in there Watched his film. He looked a little bit like a freshman, but he held up actually pretty well for a young player in this league against pretty good players at USC. I thought he did a nice job for a freshman. Uh, Everett Johnson, who's been injured from game one, he got in there as well. We saw uh, Jadon Roberts was in there. We saw some dudes who we haven't seen all year long at one point. All five of our offensive linemen either had, had been either part-time or non-players up to this point or were out of position from their original starting position to start the season. So none of our original five linemen were in their original starting position. Many of them have not played uh, very much this year. Some had not played at all until this game. So got a lot more experience on that offensive line, got some guys some reps. And uh, I think, you know, some of them held up pretty well. So we'll have to see what happens when it comes back next week. Have to see how much that was injury, how much of that was trying to change something up on the offense. So that's my take on the SC game. I will give you my preview of Oregon State coming up here shortly. I appreciate you guys watching. I will be heading to Corvallis. You can always catch my radio call 
on KGO, along with the great Joe Starkey. And if you guys want any more in-depth stuff in terms of what I'm talking about here, my YouTube channel, Elite Athletes TV, I break down a ton of CalFilm in terms of what they are doing in terms of scheme against them, what Cal Scheme is doing. And so there's a lot of that up there as well. And so you can get a lot of football X's and O's that goes into the weeds. I know uh, a lot of people have commented on, sometimes I get a little bit too much into the weeds. But if you really want to learn about that stuff, go to Elite Athletes TV on YouTube and make sure you subscribe. I appreciate you guys watching. Until next time, I'm Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider and Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.